Hello, you're listening to a podcast from Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. Radio Maria is a 24-7 Catholic radio station broadcasting online via our app, Radio Maria Play, and on DAB in an increasing number of areas. You can follow us on social media. And if you enjoy this program, please do click like and subscribe to us on your podcast provider. Radio Maria relies entirely upon listener donations. We have no other sources of funding, so please do consider supporting us with a monthly or one-off donation so that we can continue to keep providing great programming free at the point of access. To donate or find out more, visit us at radiomariaengland.uk. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Radio Maria and this is Just Life with me, Tim Hutchinson. And today I have the pleasure of speaking to Jesse and Leah Roberts. Hello to you both. Hello. Hey, Tim. It's lovely to have you both here. Um, so you are, I, I discovered the two of you or discovered um, your project recently when I was doing a... Um, facilitating one of our priests who speaks on the radio once a week um and he's been doing some commentary on the psalms and um i was looking for music based on specific psalms that he was speaking about and i stumbled upon this project um called every psalm underneath the youtube name uh, poor bishop hooper and to my delight, there was a song written on every one of the 50, 150 psalms, and then some. Um, there were even more than, than one uh, song on, on um, some of them. And it was just amazing to see this wealth of music and, um, and uh, writing that had been poured into um, the psalms. And... Today, I have the privilege of being able to hear the story behind that, and uh, the two of you have been so uh, gracious in in being able to come on to Radio Maria. So I just firstly want to say thank you so much for that. Um, well, and thank you so much for having us. We were we were blessed, and we have been blessed uh, to that the Lord would call us into that project. So it's a, it's an honor to talk with people about it, talk with you about it. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, and so we'll we'll be listening to. To the uh, some of the songs throughout this this uh, broadcast, and um, as I said, hearing the story behind it as well. So let's just start with um, a little bit about yourselves. I want to hear about um, where it is that you come from, and a little bit about your musical journeys. Uh, so we could start with maybe um, Leah. Tell us like how you got into music, and um, and then we can move over to to um jesse and and maybe how these your your paths crossed and what um what part music might have played in the crossing of your paths yes um so i grew up in a very small town in central kansas so just farmers big wide open skies and my mom played the organ at the church and so i would sit on the bench with my mom and turn the pages 
And I just loved watching the notes and trying to figure out where she was. And she's a really good organist. You know, she's playing with her hands on the top and the bottom and her feet are moving like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was fun for me to just watch and try to follow along. And she would nod her head. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> She'd nod her head with like three, like three little playing chunks. And then I would turn, I would turn the page and was like, how did she know that? And I would try to follow along and see if I could guess when she was going to nod her head. So that was my introduction into music, I guess. Um, My dad is a farmer and would just casually play his acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. and sing cute little songs with my name. But it was pretty infrequently. Um, I have three older sisters and a younger brother. And one of my older sisters really got into vocal performance. And so... She is about 13 years older than me. And so she was taking vocal lessons and then she started singing some and, uh, and then I really enjoyed singing as well. And so eventually I got to kind of sing along with her some, um, but I didn't take it really seriously until I was in college. And, um, that's really when I began to intentionally seek the Lord and to know him. And music just naturally became a part of that. Um, In the dorm, I went to a private Christian college and the dorm I lived in had a prayer room right across the hall. Mm -hmm. And there was a little CD player in there and people would paint scripture on the wall. And I just started going in there and playing my guitar and figuring it out. And, um, and somebody heard me singing once and then said, Oh, you should, uh, well, At the same time, I had applied to work at a church camp in the summer. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, you should see about singing at camp with this guy named Jesse. Uh, He's the director of music at the camp this summer. Uh, And I was like, oh, I've never, never led worship. I don't even know what that means. And um, it was a more camp was a more contemporary worship setting. And at that point, I had just been exposed to more traditional liturgical him in churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I said yes and um, met Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. throughout college, then I I played, I got into music more. I took some lessons uh, through the degree I got. I studied Bible and music. And so I got to take some vocal lessons and piano lessons. And my teachers were wonderful and very encouraging. Um, And then just would play around the town that I went to school in is a mile by a mile. Uh And so there's one coffee shop and I would play in it, you know, every (laughs) other weekend for our campus events. And it was just fun. Um, But I I knew I wanted to do I had a desire to do music in some form in life. And I had no idea how it would take shape. and but the Lord had all of that figured out, and I just have had the pleasure of discovering what He had um, intended for me with that. Cool. So it sounds like um, a love for Scripture and a love um, for the Lord and a love for music have been sort of. And then you mentioned Jesse as well. Yes. <laughs> kind of um, all weaving together there, and um, yes. And it sounds like it's the perfect stage for for this project that we we're going to move on to to speak about um, and to yeah. listen to. Jesse, I'd love to hear about about your journey in music. 
Similarly, we were both raised in small towns in central Kansas. Kansas is the state right in the middle of the United States. Um, And, but I had a father who was very into a bunch of unique types of music. So as a kid, I was listening to all sorts of things from, you know, rock and blues and jazz to international music and bagpipes and Kyoto drums and all these random, he was just, had all these records and they were all over the place. So I, he had a deep appreciation. So we listened a lot and that was really fun. And, And I actually got really into classical music as a kid. We had a, we had an orchestra teacher, um, at the, in our small little town who was really passionate and was really into theory. You need to know music theory, you uh-huh. know? And, um, so grew up playing viola in the orchestra and then took on piano later. And when I moved to college, I realized I wasn't going to have a piano. So I, I picked a guitar just so I could have something, um, cool. where I was living cause I didn't have a piano. So that was, uh, kind of my journey. And, and with that started working at this camp that she mentioned, uh, in, you know, the middle of nowhere in Southeast Kansas. And my last year on staff was her first year on staff. Uh, and that's where we met. It took me a few years to get my head on straight and um, ask her out. But the Lord had a, that's quite a, that's a whole other story. How many uh, years yeah. are we talking? How many years is it? Three? Ooh, I Afterwards? first worked out there. Four? The summer of 2008. And we got married five years later. Five years later. Wow. So, uh, but I actually, so I graduated college and was in a, like a touring rock and roll band here in the, in the U.S. for four and four years and some change after that. And so, okay. um, kind of did the industry s- style type, um, life and clearly knew the Lord didn't want that for me in the long run and was trying to weigh how to kind of do that well. And then when we got married, um, knew that it was, it, there definitely needed to be a change. Yeah. And so stepped away from that and started singing with my wife, which is fantastic and doing, doing music very differently. Uh, and in a lot of ways, doing it in all of the ways that, you know, the the industry folks tell you not to. So um, we've we've shaped our our music and our how we release and how we share as a, as a ministry as a nonprofit and have done it kind of backwards in a lot of ways. But that's how the Lord's asked us to do it, and it's been uh, incredibly far more fruitful than I would have ever imagined, both spiritually and for people all around the world. So wow. So the two of you. Um have you been doing music full-time or do you have other jobs that you do um so we got married and uh came over to kansas city another city in kansas i guess and uh, a big one a bigger one much bigger one yes it's tricky because it's half in kansas half in missouri that's true so if you want to get into your u.s geography (laughs) strange (laughs) but yeah it's strange uh but we um, started our marriage working at a church for a wonderful man who really encouraged everyone in their unique abilities that the Lord had given them and just basically made um, our job around the giftings that the Lord had given us. Mm -hmm. So we initially stepped on as leading as the worship directors, and then it shaped and morphed according to uh, who, who the Lord made us to be. And so he started, um, he started doing sermon series and asking us to write songs and, uh, that kind of started, started that. 
think I lost my train of thought. Yeah, yeah, no, that that <laughs> that started the path. Um, and so our, the first album we ever released was an album called Foreign Made. It was all based around the parables of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, we did a a fourteen song hour long kind of experience called that we call Golgotha, which is one song for the stations of the cross, each of the stations yeah. of the cross. Um, and so fourteen songs kind of they play all back to back and you know weave within each other. Uh, and those were the first two things that we had done, both like musically as a married couple. And then, um, but we were still working at that mm -hmm. time for this church and um, through a bunch of different events came out of that. We were, we had a few hours a week as a, you know, working for a, a church here in Kansas city. And I was doing a bunch of handyman work and mowing lawns. Mm -hmm. And we were, uh, my wife plays, Leah plays upright bass. So right. we did, we did a lot of duo playing. I play guitar, she played bass. We'd go down and we'd busk and we'd, play these events in you know downtown and we played clubs and parties and people's weddings just kind of doing whatever we could we had we had just had twins at the time wow uh, our 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 first set of two we have three kids um they're the twins are eight and uh our youngest is five so we have uh we were just trying to feed them mm -hmm. um and in the process the lord kept opening doors over the years of doing that kind of piecing it together uh for us to be able to do more and more focus the music playing particularly live more and more on on kind of ministry fruitful events so uh, we we do our best to serve underserved communities so whether that's like urban core um rural you know a lot of places where we grew up all the artists leave and never come back you know the musicians right. don't ever play there and so we, we like going and sharing their um prisons right. uh, we, we try and do a lot of correctional facility stuff and as we were doing that we had a, a guy come up at the time we didn't know him and said, hey, I want to support your ministry. Uh, and I don't know exactly how it all works in the UK, but uh, mm. here there's there's taxes and grants and stuff that are tied with people who want to give money to ministries. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, we just play music. We're not a ministry. And he's like, what? <laughs> you need to come talk to, talk to me tomorrow. And so uh, that started us on this journey. And so for the past four years. Five years. So, and we also felt like we needed to quit everything else and actually give it a go yeah. and just see. And so it just so happened through the goodness of the Lord that the same day that we uh, officially, you know, communicated that we were stopping all other forms of income, um, our landlords said that they felt from the Lord that we should live rent free. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that really <laughs> shaped our ability to really dive in and see, could poor Bishop Hooper be more than just busking in a couple of cool. shows every once in a while. So yeah, it's been our full-time thing for the past five years. Right. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit about um, this name, Poor Bishop Hooper, and where it comes from, because neither of you are, are Hoopers by the, the <coughs> sounds of things. Um, what, what is, where, where does that come from? Is there a reference that I'm supposed to know that I'm completely missing? <laughs> well, it's closer to you all. He was an Anglican bishop uh, in Gloucester. Am I saying okay. that right? Gloucester? Uh, uh, Gloucester. Uh, okay. O-U-C-E-S-T-E-R. G-L-O-U-C-E-S-T-R. Yeah, you never pronounce it the way that it's... it's um... <laughs> that it looks, right? <laughs> well, that yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, okay. That place. He was the bishop there, and we were in the midst of doing some training, some uh, schoolwork, uh, kind of like seminary, and... Yeah. Um, we were studying a lot of the martyrs through Fox's yeah. book of martyrs and right. okay. church history. And so came upon this guy, we were trying to get a band name. Um, and he was, 
burnt at the stake by Queen Mary, I think. Oh, wow. you, you guys probably know, <laughs> you, you know, your listeners probably know far more of this history than I do. And they, um, but the story goes is that they lit the fire and it kind of like burned up his feet and then the sticks were wet and it went out. And then they, so they had to light it again and they lit the fire again and the wind picked up and like blew it out and kind of burned up his legs. It took him forever. And, it, you know, he was forgiving them and stuff, but yeah. at the, by the end he was like, come on, get on with it. You know, it took him over an hour to, to burn him alive. So it was really tragic martyr. And we wanted a name that we could talk to people about. They would open up conversation about things of the Lord. And in turn, it has very much done that okay. uh, because we've been, I mean, we were on the channel five news here in Kansas city with the main anchor guy talking about Jesus and martyrs. And we were quickly cut off. It was laughable, oh, but really? we've had a lot of conversations about um, what's the name. What's, what's the name? The what does that mean? And all of a sudden we get to talk about, well, there's this man who really loved the Lord and get, you gave know, gave his, his life, life yeah. to see yeah. to see people love the Lord. And, and um, so it's been good. But, it either continues or stops. Yeah. The conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It stops abruptly or, or goes on to beautiful things. So. That's very, very interesting. Well, yeah, uh, that's that's a particular part of um, uh, Catholic history we're not necessarily proud of, um, mm. but we won't stop the conversation there. Um, <laughs> I do want to, to get on to actually um, playing some of this music. And um, you've, you've sent me a whole lot of, of tunes that, uh, that you suggested as, as um, ones to look at. And I'm going to actually go right to the beginning of the um, Every Psalm Project and play Psalm 1 because it is one of my favorite psalms. And, um, and then when we get back, we will talk a little bit about this. So here is um, Psalm 1 from the Every Psalm Project. Let all my delight be only 
Right after we got married, we started this kind of practice of drawing poetry from the Psalms and writing uh, kind of lyrics from the Psalms. Uh, so that was years ago, oh, 10 years ago at this point. And um, through some changes in life, just kind of tossed that notebook in a box and thought, eh, I don't know if we'll ever do anything with it, but there it is. And um, for a number of years, every once in a while we'd pray and Lord, should we do Psalm songs? And it was kind of no, we always got a no, not yet, no, not yet, no, not yet. And then in July of 2019, um, the Lord said, you need to do the Psalms thing. And I want you to start January 1 of 2020. And so we prayed about that and felt affirmation around that and decided that was what we're going to do. And um, after kind of confirming, I felt all the hesitations and fears of this is a, a three year long project of weekly releases all the songs are going to sound the same. We're not going to be able to get them out in time. You know, all the things, mm. Oh, no one's going to listen to him. Who cares? It's going to be a big waste of time, et cetera. Um, but he, look, God said to do it. So we said, okay, we'll do it. And in turn, because of the structure of it, uh, it made for, we had to be simple. We had to be quick, you know, yeah. just because we couldn't overthink things. We didn't have time. If we were releasing one song every single week for three years. So, uh, in turn, it made it made it it stripped away a lot of the kind of pretense and heaviness that can come with recording an album, where you go in the studio and you're okay. I got uh, well this. I don't really like it. Go a little bit quicker. Oh no, go back to a little bit slower. Or we're gonna do demo tracks, the drums, and yeah, it's like okay, well that all has to go because mm -hmm. we don't have time for that. So we're gonna trust the Lord. We're gonna look at the Bible. We're gonna read it in a bunch of different translations, and we're gonna trust the Spirit to say, um, are there are we supposed to sing the whole thing? I was just to sing just a couple verses of it. We definitely felt called to capture the wholeness of the psalm to the best of our ability, but we weren't doing a, we're going to sing word for word, every word, every verse. 
Uh, and at the same time, if there are pieces that, you know, are reiterated or can sit different places, we can, we can be loose with those. So mm-hmm. that's what kind of came into the process, the, the practicalities of every Psalm as a project put some boundaries on us. And I think that was really great. Um, so then a song, and of course, like the first one, you're like, how do we do this? Mm. And I remember sitting at the piano. So you want to say anything on that? Well, Jesse's like, they're all going to sound the same. I'm going to give this a go. And then I don't know, the first week into his kind of test run, he came down and had the first 15 songs done. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he just kind of went for it, asked the Lord for the, you know, the leadership and guidance. And so the first 15 are all, all Jesse, even if I sing it's, mm-hmm. it was all Jesse. So I don't know how the writing process went, but it happened. <laughs> but it was beautiful to keep things simple. And then what was interesting too, with the timing of having years of God saying not yet was that we started January 1 of 2020 in March, we were, out touring, sharing this other ministry that, uh, that I mentioned before called Golgotha yeah. around the U.S. And as the world was shutting down for COVID, yeah. and then, of course, what happened is that all of our musician friends are then scrambling to release content because no one can play live anymore. And here the Lord had gone before us and said, you know, start now. You have three straight years of content releasing every yeah. week. And so um, not only was it a blessing to us, but then we yeah. hear from all these people who are just scrambling for truth in this really hard time, whether it's, you know, I'm in the hospital, I can't, or, you know, I'm in the hospital, I'm sick, or my daughter's in the hospital, I can't go see her, or I'm stuck in my house or whatever. I'm having a baby by myself, my yeah. husband can't be there, all sorts of different things. People just clung to the word of God. And we were oh. so honored that the Lord would allow us to partner in um, just feeding people the word. Yeah. Um, in, in, times of loneliness and sadness and the psalms are are wonderful for addressing the difficulties of life and yet landing on the foundation that the lord is good and right in all of his ways Hmm. um so it was it the whole process was just beautiful and psalm one of course speaks that the joy of those who meditate on the law of the lord and we have a good friend here in kansas city who teaches a bunch of classes on the psalms and he always says that Psalm one and two are the are the trailer for the whole book of the Psalter. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. preview. You gotta have Psalm. You gotta know Psalm one. You gotta know Psalm two. So, and we kind of started the project. I've you know I I love reading my Bible, and I've had some. I understand vaguely what the Psalms are, but we can, we came into the project not with no like particular scholarship in advance. I would say uh, we just read the word and a lot and learned in the process. Mm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I think you underestimate yourself, but yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's um, true. I did go to a private Christian college, so I study the Bible. I yeah, did get to read my Bible yeah. a lot. <laughs> That's cool. But I imagine that singing the Psalms um, for you probably brought out something that you can't get from just reading them. Right. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, not only does melody aid in memory, we know that, you know, God made our minds to remember things well when they're attached to a melody. And so that's one thing. I know way more of the scripture because we've sung all of yeah. them. Um, a lot of times I won't remember what number a certain one is, but I can remember the melody of it in my head. 
or if I read the first line, I'll think, oh, and I attach it to the melody, and then I can and sing and or basically quote the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge, it's a huge gift and way to just store the word in your heart and your mind and have it with you all the time. Um, but yes, there's something beautiful and mysterious that happens when we sing them. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they were uh, sung, you know, meant to be sung in yeah. a lot of ways, and um, they're poetic and they're beautiful. And and then you hit these hard spots of um, you know, dash their kids, babies on the rocks, yeah, and yeah. Um, smite the enemies, you know, those kind of spots. And we did our best. We didn't shy away from those. Uh, yeah. And that was a another thing. As you sing them. It feels very different than like, uh, you know, I don't know, proclaiming or 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 kind of speaking them. It just feels different. There's a there's a there's an accessibility to it mm-hmm. when it's yeah. put to song. Um, it's still true, you know. But yeah. So you say that you had this conviction that um, God wanted you to do this project, but um, but you weren't. You didn't feel like the time was right. So um, in that time, like, do you feel like looking back on it, you can kind of see that that, that knowing that you needed to do it, but but um, having to wait, that that was a there was some sort of purpose in that, because you could have been given you know the the commission again to do it now, um, without that long period of being like when am I supposed to do it? Mm-hmm. Can you see some kind of purpose in in that like gestation period, if you will? I think we grew in our faith in the Lord, in our knowledge of scripture and in our ability to write and craft music mm-hmm. that then kind of prepared us for the intensity of the one song every week release setting. Uh, Jesse did all of the production and the computer work. And I think that he grew so much in the process of just the recording of everything. And I don't know all of the other words for the process, but beforehand we had done another project called Firstborn, which is um, the story of the, the events leading up to the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we had done that and Jesse grew in his ability. And I think even just from a practical sense, um, we were, we were skilled to do it. Um, And it kind of feels, I I feel like we were just excited children of the Lord who wanted to do this. And, um, and in the Lord's goodness was like, you know, it's not time. It's not time. Kind of like our kids. Oh, we just celebrated father's day. And our youngest is like, can I give him the present now? Can I give him the present now? It's like, oh, but there's a good time for everything. Mm, and right. there's a time for waiting. And then there's the time for giving. And um, so I just felt like we were excited children ready to embark on this gift giving, ultimately to the glory of the Lord, to sing the Psalms. Um, and he was just telling us, you know, the time is not yet. The time is not yet. But uh the, the time will come. And we'd be remiss not to mention his kindness of doing it amidst the COVID season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It was undoubtedly for so many, and we've had countless testimonies and responses from people yeah. that is tied around hardship from all of the different nuanced hardships from um, the COVID yeah. lockdowns and health stuff that was happening. And so 
you know, it's like God knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, that's really cool. Um, I want us to talk a little bit about that when, when we come back um, on the subject of, of having to wait. The next psalm um, that I want us to play is uh, Psalm 62. And uh, here it is. be 
You're listening to Radio Maria, and uh, the song that you were just hearing was Psalm 62 from Paul Bishop Hooper, and I'm speaking to the members of that project. Um, do you call you guys a band, or do you? What do you call yourselves? A duo? Um, husband and wife is preferred. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. Yes, uh, a band. I okay. I would say a band. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so I'm talking to to uh, Jesse and Leah Roberts. Um, where exactly are you right now? What what what? We city? are in our studio. Yeah. We have a studio at our home. Okay, in um, in Kansas City. Right. We're in yes, just outside Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Missouri. Okay, the Missouri side. All right. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was really cool. I I love that. Um that song you are we're at psalm 62 so we're um 62 weeks into the um psalm a week project now and i imagine this is now kind of right in the thick of covid when this one was coming out and i'd like to hear a little bit about um what that was like because the psalms have got you know they're not just happy songs um they deal with some very difficult um, so very real emotions um, and feelings. Mm-hmm. There's, there's vengeance. There's anger. There's frustration. There's hope. There's, um, so I'd love to hear about what it was like seeing the world go through what it was going through, and um, writing music based on on these texts. It was amazing. I think even among COVID, there was um, a a tense political presidential election Mm -hmm. and it was very divisive and the the same day that the presidency was announced the psalm that came out i really should look at which one it was was a psalm about the lord sitting on his throne firmly established forever and it was there were so many moments of crazy um cultural events Mm -hmm. with the psalm that came out that just spoke to um the everlasting kingdom of the lord and uh, just allowed us to not get so stuck on the fuzzies of this life even though they are real and they they affect us but it's all working together that we would work out our salvation with fear and trembling to the glory of the lord um okay jesse you go <laughs> And the, there are more laments in the Psalms. If you want to, we, we do a lot of categorization. Yeah. There are more lamentations in the Psalms than there are praise. So like you said, a lot of them are very heavy. A lot of them are very hard. A lot of them are cries of distress. God, where are you? God, do you hear me? God, you've left us um, both personally as mm-hmm. you know an individual um, speaker and corporately as a community of Israel. So there's it just gives... The Psalms give freedom uh, and instruction on how we can go before the Lord in every season of our life. We can go before him when we're feeling down. We can go before him when we're singing praise. We can go before him as a community, whether that's small or large. Uh, and it gives us, it, it gives us, you, you, you know, okay. yeah. our five-year-old has a bloody nose. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah. Again, yeah, home studio. Um okay. Yeah, yeah, you're good. That could have, um, that could have been in a psalm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like Lord, 
he and he keeps having bloody noses. How do we? <laughs> but basically, that's I mean, that's the truth of it, which is so so beautiful. And you know, some of those ones that we have the contextual notes for. You know, this is David wrote this when he was in the cave. David wrote this, you know, fifty one yeah. when he was uh, confronted by Nathan about Bathsheba, whatever. Um, those are great, and these little moments. And then you know, the more we know the 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 breadth of the Bible, the more the, these individual psalms mean things yeah. and and give uh, and, and it just kind of presents beauty and uh, strength to them. But it was a it was a wild time, uh, and you it's funny that you play sixty two, um, sixty one comes on the back or, or sixty two comes on the back of eleven laments in a row. So fifty one mm-hmm. to sixty one are all very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the biggest chunk of laments that we see in the Psalms. Um, and we did just for context, we did, uh, seven major categories through the Psalter. So there's a lot of people who've done categories and there's a lot of different ways to kind of break them up. Um, but ours were praise, lament, thanksgiving, confidence, kingship, remembrance, and wisdom. And so we have this big chunk, 11 in a row of really heavy ones sad songs, sad prayers to yeah. God. Uh, and then you get a couple confidence and then you get some more laments and some other things scattered in. Uh, and it kind of pushes through uh, the third book of the Psalms to Psalm 88, which is most people would say like, is the most, uh, is the saddest Psalm. It's the only Psalm in the Bible that doesn't have some turn to, but you Lord will mm-hmm. this. It just ends with darkness is my only friend. You know, yeah. it, there's no, there's no hope in 88. Um, Do you think that's but, where Paul Simon gets it from? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard he's doing a Psalms album. No. Did you hear that? Really? Uh huh. I did. Very un- uh, unexpected, and um, yeah, a friend of mine sent me that the other day. I was I was shocked. Um, anyway, so we heard countless times uh, from people, you know, whether it was calls or emails or whatever, of really hard, horrible things, you know. Hey, my father just passed away from COVID and no one can, you know, be at the funeral and no one can yeah. go see him. It, my mother's alone in the house and things like that. And I'm listening to this Psalm and it's bringing me hope. Mm. Thank you. You know, and those, those kinds of things. Uh, so it was, it was a much greater influence than we ever would have imagined. Yeah. Now I can imagine that like as, as songwriters, maybe you didn't, Maybe you didn't experience this because it sounds like scripture has informed your writing right from the beginning. But when I look at modern day worship songs, praise and worship stuff, and I look at the Psalms, I find stuff in the Psalms that you would just never find in a in mm-hmm. praise and worship stuff. You know, you'd you find stuff in there that um like it wouldn't get past the the um the um worship leaders uh, uh-huh. panel. <laughs> yeah. And um I, I want to know what that was like, just sort of, because you obviously gave yourself the um, the task of making music to this stuff. And what did it do for you as as writers? And how did it perhaps make you rethink uh, modern Christian music? The first thing that comes to mind, we were actually talking about this. Which one is Cicero and Midian? Which one's that? There, uh, do, there's a line, do to them as you did, yeah. Cicero and Midian, as their corpses fertilize the ground. Mm. Right. Yeah. So we... We sing that, and this is, you know, of course, we we have to also understand there are places that uh, in the Psalter that in our estimation, as we look at it now and today, that are to be sung corporately, and there are other places that are to be sung in different ways. So yeah. um, we might not stand as a group 
today, that makes no sense. We're not we're not going against enemies of Cicero and Midian, yeah. you know. Um, but the the truth of that is is that the God desires justice, and He desires um, goodness and safety for His people, and He hates evil. And you know, so that's a piece that has been um, often overlooked in our estimation in modern corporate you know kind of praise and worship that we get it's very victory laden it's very i me focused mm. it's, uh, very little community often um that's i think that's swaying back which is great um but do you want to say something on this am i rambling too much no i, I think i i'm thankful for the lord i'm thinking of i think when paul talks about eating and for some people eating this or that uh, causes them to stumble. And so they don't, um, and just to be aware of that. Um, I feel like the Lord has put inside of Jesse and I, a deep hunger for the word and to sing the word. And I think it's easy for me to, uh, cast judgment on other songs that I would perceive as, um, just wanting to sell well. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I have to be, aware that what the Lord has called on us might not be the con same conviction mm -hmm. as other people oh, yeah. and that the Lord still uses, he, he draws his people to himself, um, in all sorts of different ways. I think that it has made us, um, um, kind of like, I think about how there are people who are really into coffee and there's coffee snobs. I think we have, I don't want to call us psalm snobs yeah. or worship music snobs, but um, it definitely, because we have spent so much time thinking through the words, particularly of the psalms, how are we going to write these things out when it's talking about, um, let them be like a stillborn child, the, the wicked, let them never see the light of sun. You know, as we're singing through that, um, then I think that we have taken that same intensity of analyzing the lyrics. We've kind of, that has translated into the way we hear other contemporary music songs. And maybe in an unfair way, we have the ability to scrutinize a little bit intensely. I, that, But all in all, we... I don't. I don't even no, know. No, how that still, maybe that maybe sound like a mean person. No, you're not but... mean. She's not. She's not mean. We are aware. We yes. we listen intently to lyrics, but we listen to, you know, we get the kids in the car and we listen to the big old like praise bangers that are you know are jumping yeah, around yeah. And fun. And yes. there are moments where oh wait okay let's think about that let's think about wait, what that yes. lyric was that's important. How does that match up with the entirety of scripture? Yeah. We are very intentional, even with our kids. We 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 want to be aware of what we're speaking and what we're singing and yeah. just teaching right theology to our kids and song, you know, even with the old hymns, it was theology to music and scripture to music, and um, we want to make sure that I don't know, just to be intentional mm -hmm. that the, yeah. that theology and scripture within worship music is all uh, unified and uh, mm -hmm. in agreement. I guess. Are you aware of the? Um the monastic tradition of singing the Psalms, the divine office. Yeah, yeah? We, we are. We actually have a very good friend, uh, Father Simon in um, uh, St. Meinrad, Indiana. 
Oh, I know St. Myra. Yeah. And we've performed Golgotha there, and he's actually come to our home uh, here in Kansas City. So appreciate him very we, much. We are yeah. familiar. We've spent some days there at the monastery. It's Benedictine, uh, isn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. it is. Yeah. Correct. Cool. Okay. Yeah, because um, the so I I pray the divine office kind of we we do it on the radio as well and um one becomes very familiar with the psalms because they just kind of come in in the cycle you know and there's you can either do them on a like a four-week cycle or uh some of the the more um kind of intense monasteries will do them on a on a weekly cycle where they go through all 150 and having become a bit more familiar with the psalms i've it's very interesting for me to see how much theology there is in there that I think mm-hmm. is often overlooked. And then when you read the New Testament, like the epistles, and suddenly you realize that they were just quoting the Psalms a lot of the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you've noticed that as well. They, oh, just I've all been, over the I'm reading through the Psalms right now, and I'm like, even even at Psalm 62, I opened it up and said, oh, Romans 2, 6, when, when did... When did that verse get referenced in Romans? Yeah, it's yeah. it's everywhere. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I think the sing- obviously the singing of the Psalms was something that um, you know the writers of the New Testament would have been doing as well. Yeah. Um, because it's a Jewish tradition, so they they had them in their hearts and minds as well. So it's um it really is, uh, you know, something of of the lifeblood of of the church. Like. Uh, mm. I don't know if you've read any of the the church fathers, but they also they have some very interesting um, interpretations of some of these these really difficult verses. You know, the the more violent ones, and they tend to take a I suppose a spiritual um, interpretation of them, which which I find incredibly helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's go to another another song. <laughs> I this is one um, that my. I told my sister that I, I was um, interviewing you guys and said to her, because I'd, I'd sent her, um, I told her about the, about the project and asked her to choose one. And mm-hmm. she said, Psalm 9. That was one that she really enjoyed. Oh, nice. So here it is. Um, Psalm 9.
Listening to Just Life on Radio Maria, and that was Psalm 9, um, sung by Paul Bishop Hooper. Um, Jesse Roberts and Leah Roberts, a husband and wife duo band, <laughs> who are joining us today and talking about this amazing project and um, the process of writing a song based on every single psalm. And um, how long did it take you, tell us again, to go through the whole book of Psalms? We, we started January 1st of 2020 and ended November 9th of 2022. So three years, just three under years. three years. Yeah. And um, there's the, depending on which numbering you use, it's, uh, I think it's Psalm 119, that you, that's the longest one, which you, mm-hmm. you broke up into uh, different parts. I'd love to hear a little bit about, um, about that and what that was like doing that one we got to that psalm or we were getting close to that psalm yeah. and we realized how do we do one song for the longest psalm in the bible yeah. it's too long there's too many there's so many beautiful things in 119 yeah. um and it's written as a it's like an alphabetical poem so in hebrew it's each stanza is a letter and then the lines begin with that letter mm-hmm. uh, but for for us we just decided we need to do one for every stanza so psalm 119 we released as a full album on the oh, week wow. that it came out as 22 songs, one for each stanza. Cool. And did you find that your challenge of not making them all sound the same um, was particularly difficult with that one? Uh, no, that one actually came together really well and really quickly. There were some really short moments and it because we had a because it was a single entity and it has a lot of the same vibe, most of it is about knowing and obeying God's commands. Yeah. You know, whether it's statutes or laws or commands or, you know, there's all these different words for it, but um, so we intertwined themes and melodies from the first couple to the end. Cool. And so there'd be like little plays musically. So it, it felt more like a concept album as an, as a singular one, um, than any of the others, obviously, uh, yeah. connected connection wise. That's really cool. Um, there's a little bit of a segue, but have you had, uh, people like who, um, well, let me put it this way. People who are not Christian, but enjoy the Psalms. Mm. responding to to this this music absolutely yes yeah okay. you, you should jesse does all of our emails he basically does all the business i just get to record <laughs> <laughs> and write some that's not so, true, but, um mostly true <laughs> yeah we've had uh, people from all walks of faith from all over the world respond um cool. we, we've had uh muslims respond yeah. uh, a, a great number of uh jewish people respond yeah that's what we've i was wondering had, yeah 
non-religious people. We had a lady not long ago send an email or send me an Instagram message and said, Hey, I don't believe in any faith stuff, but for some reason, when I hear your wife sing these Psalms, I cry, yeah, you know, I'm wow. moved and I cry and I don't know why. Um, we had that guy from somewhere who was making a movie, same thing and asked to use some of the music, not spiritual at all, but felt deeply moved by the music and asked to use it in his, you know, in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like, wow. Yeah. So that's so cool. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's just such a testimony to the timelessness of this music and, and, yes. um, and, and the, the lyrics that, uh, you know, that they're, uh, what they carry in them. Um, oh man, I'm looking at the time and I'm just thinking there's so many more things that I'd love to talk to you about on this project. Um, and with that in mind, you have, so the, the Golgotha project, is that what it's called? The, um, mm -hmm. that is based on the stations of the cross. You say, um, I, we would love to have you on to talk about that, um, during Lent, um, next year, if you'd be up yeah. for it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and if you if you'd be happy to have us play that on the radio, that would be that would be really great, because yeah. obviously like the Stations of the Cross is a very important thing in in our tradition. Um, but um, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for for agreeing to to come on on the radio and and to talk to our listeners about your amazing music. And um, maybe if you could just tell people where they can find your music if they're interested in listening to it. Yeah, um, you can find our music all over the internet. So any streaming okay. platform, any major streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, all those, uh, it's available on. It's also, uh, you can go to everysalm.com, which yeah. is the kind of the host website for all of it. Everything is available for free to listen or download. So you can go to everysalm.com and download them all if you don't want to have to stream them, you know, don't want to have to use uh, internet. So uh, everything, yeah, we give all the resources away. So everysalm.com is the place to go for that. And then if you go to poorbishophooper.com, that is where you can see all of our other projects and albums and other things we're working on and doing. Uh, so those are the two kind of best places to point people. Cool. Great. So Poor Bishop Hooper, if you didn't get that, um, is the name of the group. And uh, we've been speaking to Leah and Jesse Roberts who have been telling us all about this amazing project of writing a song for every psalm. This has been Just Life on Radio Maria. Thank you so much, you guys. It's been wonderful. Absolutely. Thank wonderful you. This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.